Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. Our response, The Rob Carson Show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, in case you haven't heard, a storm is coming. It is a, uh, a storm that the, the likes the country has not seen in decades. It is epic. It is already in the uh, ramp up to the storm, claimed several victims, including Liz Cheney and uh, Adam Kenzinger. Uh, and, and it is definitely related to climate change. I'm just going to explain real quick here. Uh, the climate has changed in the last two years. Uh, people are tired of this crap, okay? So as far as transgenderism in schools and uh, sexualization of our children and CRT and an open border and, uh, and government spending and the new Green Deal and hiring RS ag- IRS agents, the climate has definitely changed in this country to the tune that, according to ABC News, Republicans are up 21 points on Democrats in battleground states. Oh, there is going to be a storm November the 8th, there is going to be such a storm, and they are saying that uh, the Democrats could actually be swept out, swept out of the House and the Senate. So uh, that is our first storm update of the day. The climate has changed in this country. People are tired of the crap that Democrats are perpetrating on us. Do you need a couple examples? ABC's 538 registered voters favor GOP candidates 55 to 34. This is an ABC News Washington Post poll. The Republican lead is almost as big, plus uh, as a tw- plus 24 advantage in solid GOP districts. Democrats lead by 35 in solid blue districts, but that is shrinking. Overall in House races, registered voters favor Republicans. And then there's this. This is from our friends. At Convention of States, Trafalgar, they are spot on with regard to uh, being pollsters. The 2016 election, 2018, 2020, 2021, uh, 2022, uh, they have been accurate uh, uh, more so than most. 
And it looks like 77% of voters say they're not voting for candidates who support Democrat policies preventing police from effectively dealing with, dealing with violent crime. 77% of voters say they're not voting for candidates who support Democrat policies preventing police from effectively dealing with violent crime. 95.6% of voters say they're less likely to vote for a candidate who supports policies which prevent police from detaining criminals charged with violent crimes such as kidnapping and armed robbery. 76.9% say not likely at all. 18% uh, not very likely, according to uh, this poll by Trafalgar and Convention of States. There's no preventing the storm at this point. There's no backing up. There's no excuse making. There's no relenting. There's no mind changing. There's no uh, changing your stance as a Democrat. There's no suddenly saying you are for funding a police because uh, you scribed yourself. You scribed yourself. And now you're going to have to endure the coming storm. But, of course, that doesn't prevent Democrats from spewing more nonsense. Then, of course, there's the other storm, the one that we're all concerned about, the one that we're all praying about, the one who many of us have friends in the eye of the storm in, uh, in Florida, uh, Hurricane Ian. And yet the Democrat Party, in all of its uh, just, I mean, yes. just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they, they take advantage of situations. And they see a storm in Florida that could hit the shore as a, uh, a Category 5 or certainly a Category 4. These have become increasingly rare, by the way. Have you noticed how quiet it's been? I remember 1993. I remember Hurricane Andrew. And it's been pretty quiet. There are big storms, but they are not more frequent and they aren't more severe. But the Democrat Party is going to use this storm and its destruction and its displacement of people to uh, tout the Green Energy New Deal. Now, I mentioned that Corinne Jean-Pierre said, I mean, literally last week, she said that by passing, against the will of the American people, the Inflation Reduction Act, which has nothing to do with reducing inflation, it has everything to do with New Deal green payouts. Barack Obama did the same thing. He had an infrastructure plan, $786 billion, most of it to green energy and infrastructure. And it did a face plant. And they took the money and it went to unions and it, and it shored up retirement accounts for those who have retirement accounts, unlike you and me. And Solyndra went out of business. And oddly enough, after that $786 billion uh, still only 1% of Americans have electric cars. It's weird that way, isn't it? It's kind of strange that way. But here is KJP last week saying that this, uh, this marvelous, you know, uh, giant spending plan that has $500 billion for more green energy bullcrap is, is literally going to stop the storm. It could have been a Category 6, I guess, which they haven't even invented. But because of Joe Biden's uh, glorious inflation reduction, well, it's only going to be a Cat 4, maybe a Cat 5. And it is one of the most, the most historic investment to fight climate change. As we are talking about extreme weather, I've gotten multiple questions on Puerto Rico and what the people, people of Puerto Rico, our brothers and sisters, are going through. Oh, they're brothers and sisters all of a sudden. Uh, what, what may happen in this hurricane season, a lot of that is, is going to uh, be helped uh, by the work that this president has done, bipartisan. Okay, there you go, guys. 
You know, I don't know what you're worried about. Of course, I, I am uh, being tongue-in-cheek. Get the hell out of there. Obviously. But KJP just said that the uh, storm season was going to be less because they passed against the will of the American people the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Oh, and here's Amy Klobuchar. She's a senator. She is a senator. And, and she actually said that uh, uh, vote Democrat and you will stop hurricanes from happening. Listen, they, nobody's even died yet, and the Democrats are capitalizing on this. This is no, honestly this is this is this is the reason why the, the statistics I just read about the st- coming storm for Democrats and, and why that's going to be much bigger. Th- this is one of the main reasons. Listen to this nonsense. I think this is on Morning Joe, where uh, Joe Scarborough, who used to fill in for Rush Limbaugh, I know, and what the hell he sold his soul for a piece of something. Anyway, here's Eric, Amy Klobuchar. That's why we've got to win this midterm. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. We've got to win in the midterms. We understand that. But none of that has stopped us from deciding we're going to put our differences aside and get some things what the hell is she talking about on the eve of what could be the first cat four cat five hurricane to hit florida in a very long time this awful person is more focused on the election that's why we've got to win this midterm. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterm. What the hell does that have to do with any stinking thing? We understand that, but none of that has stopped us from deciding we're going to put our differences aside and get some things done. Yeah, and, uh, and the dear leader, Joe Biden, he says that uh, this is an ideal opportunity to get rid of 130 million doses of vaccine that nobody wants. Only 1% of the American population has gotten the latest round of vaccines, but he still has 130 million doses that they've already bought and paid for. Pfizer and Moderna already made their money. All the Democrats down the uh, pipeline have all made their money. But Joe Biden thinks the most important thing with regard to this hurricane that's going to have an 18 to 20 foot storm surge is to get your vaccination. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster hits. Yeah, you know what? Uh, Even though your house is underwater and your family is displaced and electricity is going to be out for weeks and everything, at least you'll be protected from COVID. Oh, actually, no, the vaccine doesn't do that. I I was wrong. I was wrong about that. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's an Al Gore scam. Climate change, please. Yes, it's only an Al Gore scam. Just a climate change fantasy. You gotta vote for Democrats. It's all liberal make-believe to destroy the economy. Wow. It's a sinister Al Gore scheme to spread grief and cause misery. $10 a gallon gas and no electricity. And they also uh, capitalize on school shootings. No shame. As I show on Meet the Press, I've got no shame. I must confess I'm a big fat mess. It's a global warming scheme, just as phony as it can be. 
But it's making a billionaire out of hypocrites like me. Watch your power bill triple soon. Oh, this winter's going to be bad. Say goodbye to your SUV. Just wait till we confiscate your new HDTV. All right, so uh, we've got some more um, uh, audio coming up. Don Lemon, Lemon getting shot down by uh, by a guy. No, not in a bathroom trying to pick him up. Uh, a guy who actually is with the National Weather Service. Uh, and then also uh, Joy Reid. Uh, she's talking about uh, global warming and all that stuff. And uh, and then and then Joe Biden, after calling you and me fascists and enemies of the state, now he wants to kiss and make up. We've got all that coming up, and your phone calls, particularly you guys in Florida. You're to the head of the line. We'd love to hear what's going on. 800-922-6680. This is a Tuesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Stick around. cities they told us to hate america is founded well we're not only saying no we're saying hell no it's the rob carson show that's why we've got to win this midterm we just did something about climate change for the first time in decades that's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on florida we got to win in the midterms you know it's kind of funny i think the timeline's moving back because it used to be that the day after a mass shooting like at a school or something a democrat party would immediately start sounding off on gun control uh gun safety they had to change the name of the gun safety legislation all that they had to change uh, pro-abortion to pro-choice you know that that's how they do it they had to change it from liberal to uh, progressive progressive uh and now and now uh, you know, they kind of moved uh, toward the uh, during the mass shooting before the bodies had been cleaned up. We saw that in like Buffalo, New York, where the guy went into the grocery store and Democrats were called for uh, uh, common sense gun safety legislation while the bodies were still on the ground. Now they've taken it to a new level. They're calling for uh, uh, climate change and more uh, legislation before the storm hits. I mean, bravo. This is like that, that movie, Minority Board, with the pre-crime kind of thing. It's like, it's like wanna st- let's just start pushing uh, big government solutions to problems that haven't arrived yet because we know they're coming and we want to get ahead of the Republicans on this. A- and again, if you haven't heard, the most important thing about this, uh, this storm that could displace Tens of thousands of people, it already has actually in Florida, could bring an 18-foot storm surge unlike we've never seen before. Uh, This after a really, really, really quiet storm season. I mean, nothing coming in off of the Atlantic coast. This one's coming up through the Gulf. It's a little bit different. They're hitting the the inside uh, of Florida and then going across to the Atlantic Ocean. A little bit different. But the Democrats, of course, are saying that this is unprecedented, even though this happens. Uh, it has in the past. 1993, Hurricane Andrew. Don't believe me. Just look it up. Just look it up. I did, uh, I did all sorts of food and potable water drives for that uh, when I lived in the middle of the country. But here is uh, Joe Biden talking about the most important thing. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or a natural disaster. No, hits. no, 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 no. There's a lot more things uh, more important than getting a vaccine that doesn't work. Uh, everything, actually, is more important than getting a vaccine that doesn't work. 
So, and plus also Joe Biden said that we are no longer in a pandemic, it's over and all that. So, how's that still a big deal? I just kind of figured it out here. Kind of trying to figure it out. Don Lemon had uh, Jamie Rome, I guess. He's from uh, NOAA Weather Radar or whatever the hell. Anyway, talking about uh, Don Lemon tried to rope him into believing. Sounds kind of weird with Don Lemon. He might be up for that. Anyway, rope him into believing that, uh, you know, this is all caused by climate change, man-made global warming, global cooling, hold the ozone, the world's going to end, et cetera. Uh, so, listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think, yeah, you know, they're not, they're not really actually, Don. You're high. But uh, go ahead and answer the question. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative uh, climate change. That'd be kind of like, I don't know, looking at one school shooting and saying that guns are the problem across the board. Uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but uh, to link it to any one event, um, I, I would caution against that. Okay. Well, they, uh, listen, I grew up there. And these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to intensify. No, no. I remember Galveston, the turn of the last century. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on about storms. And I live in uh, Tornado Alley, by the way. And the last few years, uh, no tornadoes. It's kind of weird. And I had some uh, jerkweed uh, call me a, a couple months ago. Oh, yeah, it's because the Tornado Alley has moved to Maryland or something. I don't know what the hell it is. So they got to come up with something. But it's calmer here. We haven't had any big thunderstorms uh, in a couple of years. It's climate change. No, no, it just happens. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy because in the breadbasket of America where I live, they always manage to be able to produce corn and soybeans and wheat and sorghum and all the things you grow every single year, even when there's a dry year one year or a cold year, then a wet year the next year. Uh, it, it hasn't shifted all the farming to Maryland. You see, but this is what uh, the Democrats do. They take one incident, one storm, and they realize you have a very short attention span and they want to capitalize on it. So Amy Klobuchar, before the storm even hits, is saying that, well, see, you got to vote for Democrats because, you know, the storm's coming and the Democrats and it doesn't make any sense. And then Corinne Jean-Pierre last last week said, thank God we passed the Inflation Reduction Act because the storm's going to be less. Really? See, the amazing thing is we're not stupid. And that crap used to fly, but it doesn't anymore. That's why uh, Republicans are up 21 points on Democrats in battleground districts. When you look at individual districts, uh, Republicans are about ready to keel haul the Democrats in November. And then you see this other poll, 77% of voters say they're not voting for candidates who support Democrat policies preventing police from effectively dealing with violent crime. And Democrats still support those. They still do. They're just saying suddenly they're pro-police to get elected. That's what they do. Because they're just, I mean, they're awful, awful people. And the Democrat Party has to be swept from power in November. And it's going to have to be introspective to save itself. Otherwise, bye-bye. Same way with the FBI. It's going to have to be very, very introspective about changing the upper echelons of power. Or it's going bye-bye. It's going bye-bye. Here's uh, Joy Reid, and of course she uses the uh, the hurricane bearing down on Florida to uh, go after Ron DeSantis uh, for uh, sending 48 illegals to uh, Martha's Vineyard. 
Listen to this. Just a thought. When it's a, and, and, and be careful about attacking people who have to move to save their own lives and safety because you never know when it's your people that have to move, when it's your people who have to migrate, when it's your people who have to get on that road. Um, so just, just, just a thought. What the hell are you talking about? Uh, legal residents of the state of Florida getting out of the way of a storm versus people who come from Central and South America and Mexico and all over the world because of Joe Biden's open border policy. Not because of climate change. Give me an example of climate change that's causing them to come here from all over the world. Why would they come here if we've got climate change and we've got a, a hurricane that's uh, unprecedented, the worst ever, because climate change? Why in the hell would anybody come here? We're in the middle of climate change. You see, it doesn't make any sense. And all you have to do is back up, look at it with common sense, live experience, and an attitude like, these people lie about every damn thing. They want to make little boys into little girls and vice versa. And we expect to believe them on climate change, which they change from global cooling and global warming? Dear Lord. Oh, I've got much more. Much more, including a gas pipeline uh, exploding suddenly. I've got great theories on that coming up. It's Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. So the uh, Nord Stream 2 pipeline, there were two explosions. It's uh, spewing uh, 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 natural gas into the ocean, and it's an environmental disaster. And I'm going to be talking about that very shortly. Uh, And there's a lot of uh, debate about whether it was sabotaged and who in their right mind would sabotage a pipeline. And then I got to thinking about Joe Biden the first day he was in office. Yeah. So there's that. Kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff to say on that, and I think it might even change your mind a little bit if you think, hey, you know, just these, these explosions, they just happen, they just happen. Yeah, it's nothing to see here. Nothing to see here at all. So I got that uh, coming up on the show. I got, uh, what else do I got here? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. In, in uh, uh, Virginia, uh, there's this group called the Pride Liberation Project. And what they have done is they are now wholesale uh, promoting uh, and encouraging children to uh, leave school, uh, to uh, break school rules. Um, and, and do a statewide protest so that trans kids can go in the opposite bathroom. Uh, and I've got some thoughts on that, too. One of them is uh, you're not in the position to demand anything and get your asses to your classes. That's what I'd say if I was uh, Glenn Youngkin. That's what I'd say. And then I'd get in touch with all their parents, and then I would uh, you know, I'd make sure they get some serious in-school suspension. And not like the cool in-school suspension like in The Breakfast Club. Little uh, little wink to my generation there. So that's all uh, that's all coming up, uh, and then also want to get into the uh, the uh, economy, and because it's terrible, in case you didn't know. But uh, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, this is what Joe Biden has been saying about uh, MAGA Republicans for the last couple of months. Uh, it really shifted into high gear when he uh, ordered the FBI, or, or at least talked to the FBI in like February or March of this year about uh, classified documents in Mar-a-Lago. And then the FBI went and did a wholesale raid of Mar-a-Lago, even though uh, Donald Trump had every right to have all of those documents. Uh, Joe Biden knew it was going to happen. He may not have known it was the day that he went on vacation. Sure, whatever. But uh, we got that going. Um, 
it's pretty it's pretty remarkable. And then all of a sudden, Joe Biden started calling. He said he called a semi-fascist, a MAGA Republican, semi-fascist. And, and then he sent out a word that all of a sudden January 6th is the big issue. January 6th happened two years ago. People are being overpunished. One guy got beaten nearly to death, lost an eye in jail. He's still in jail, by the way, in January 6th. No trial. Uh, frequently denied uh, fresh water, toiletries, uh, council, religious and legal, family visits. Etc. There's that, and then and then Joe Biden started calling us all sorts of other names. White supremacists. Well, we've been called white supremacists forever, right? We're used to that. All of these things. He called us fascists like a month before the mainstream media started calling the first female prime minister of Italy a fascist, and she spoke at CPAC earlier this year, delivered a marvelous speech, and she's like totally down with real conservatism. And uh, Donald Trump's plan for America, but she wanted to bring it to Italy. And she won. I mean, a majority. Landslide. Kaboom. Crazy. It's like maybe Joe Biden might have seen that coming, so they started using the same verbiage, knowing that our election was coming up November the 8th. Kind of interesting that way. And we see how it turned out for uh, Georgia Maloney. Got to say it that way. Georgia Maloney in Italy. It's kind of cool. But here's a, just a little montage, a little montage of the Democrats and uh, Joe Biden uh, literally declaring war. I'm not joking. Using words of war against a very large percentage of the population. Not a very good idea, by the way. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. Did you know, I mean, this is kind of weird, but you know that a lot of uh, liberals are married to MAGA Republicans. There are a lot of family gatherings. There are MAGA Republicans in them. They don't exist on an island, by the way. Rights and economic. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. Now, we want to save it. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Why is this such a big deal if it's just the big lie? Why, why are you so worried about this? I mean, this is a settled science, right? The election wasn't stolen. Bill Barr, on November the 9th of 2020, said we're not going to do any investigation. No investigation. He called it off completely. The Justice Department Justice called it off completely. November the 9th, Bill Barr, who's trying to sell books now. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. It was like they almost didn't even listen to the people who had sworn affidavits that the election was stolen, and all the video evidence, and all of the, uh, the tracing, the, the, the tracing with the cell phone data, and all of the mules. It's, it's just, it, he just shut it down November the 9th. Kind of weird. He is a defeated former president. We just have to vote, 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 and make sure no one ever has the opportunity to steal an election again. Well, that's kind of strange, isn't it, right? It's almost like trying to cover something up. But yesterday, here's Joe Biden. He decided he wanted to kiss and mag up, I guess. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. Um, this is my, an observation here real quick. When a woman decides a relationship is over, there is nothing you're going to do to change her mind. You can beg and you can plead and you can down on your knees and you can say, please, oh God, oh God, I promise I'll be better. But when she reaches that point that it's over... You're done. You you better move on with your life, son, because it is over. That same dynamic is happening right now. 
certainly with MAGA Republicans and Joe Biden and the Democrats, but a, a very large group of Americans, 70-plus percent on both sides of the political equation, are saying, and quote me, we're done. We're done. So there's no reconciliation. There's no, oh, son of a gun, what were we thinking about opening that border and bringing all that fentanyl in? My God, and, and what were we thinking about defunding those police and looking the other way as American cities burn in 2020? I mean, these are things that happen. Oh, no, no, no. We've, we've broken up with the Democrat Party. And we've, we've broken up with this Marxist socialist dream of the class of 1968. But here's Joe Biden trying to win us back. We have to remember who in God's name we are. We've kind of forgotten it. We're the United States of America. I've never been more optimistic in my life about our project. You hear the crickets in the background? I think that's his crowd. I mean, seriously, listen to the crickets. There is simply nothing, nothing beyond our capacity to get done. Yeah, you know, we're not going to help you now because you, you wanted us dead. I mean, you wanted us wiped off them. You wanted us imprisoned. You wanted us uh, gotten rid of. We're enemies of the state. Uh, no, 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 we're done. We're mo- we've moved on. If we do it together. So God bless you all and pray that we come to figure out how to come together better than we have so far. Because a lot of people's lives and futures depend upon it. And I'm confident, I'm absolutely confident we can get it done. Yeah, I think God we're done. God bless you all and may yeah. God protect our troops. Yeah, you know, uh, you. I'm not thinking God's on your side there, buddy. I, I, I really don't. But... Uh, yeah, again, we're kind of we're kind of done because see, this is what you did. These are what your words wrought against the American people and an 18 year old young man in in North Dakota run over by a man who is uh, he said he was a this kid was a mega Republican. He was threatening them, ran him over, ran him over with his car. But uh, this is what you've done, Mr. President, and this is why there's no going back for you. This means war. That is where we are. We are at war with these people. These folks are evil. There is an old. Now this is a, they're talking about uh, MAGA Republicans because you see Joe Biden declared war on us. Yeah, so I, I thought you should. This is what happens. So right, MAGA um, contention in this country that wants to overthrow the U.S. government. It is a danger to our democracy. It is a danger to our way of life. The MAGA movement is a threat. The extremists that we're dealing with every single day, we've got to kill and confront that movement. Clearly, you know, this is a um, literally call to arms. Obviously, Republicans, I think, are the biggest threat to democracy. We don't separate right-wing extremists and Republican Party anymore. I see this as a party, uh, a MAGA party, that uh, no longer is confident that they can win elections with votes And so now they're seeking to enact their political will through violence. This is literally what conservative white folks do when they don't get their way. They turn violent. Um, Well, you see, you're you're talking war and uh, you appear to have uh, actually um, you've declared war on us, you see. Uh, and after we hear all that it, and, and go through all that suffering and, and the, you know, the attacks on conservatives that started when Donald Trump was running for office and then the violence on Inauguration Day in the summer of 2020 and, and what's happened since January the 6th, January 6th, inside job. It's going to come out. It's an inside job. The FBI was involved with it. It's going to come out. 
I mean, you, you think, oh, the FBI, they covered up Hunter Biden's laptop with Facebook and Twitter. Oh, you know, they wouldn't certainly do something like, I don't know, infiltrate January the 6th to throw the election after they threw the election and tried to throw the election in 2016 with the Russian dossier that the FBI was involved in to the tune of uh, millions of dollars with Hillary Clinton. But certainly they wouldn't mess with the election of 2020, and they certainly wouldn't mess with January the 6th. After all that, let's listen to the, the president's words again yesterday. We have to remember who in God's name we are. We've kind of forgotten it. We're the United States of America. I've never been more optimistic in my life about our prospects. Oh, me too. But you're not a part of that future anymore. There is simply nothing, nothing beyond our capacity to get done if we do it together. So God bless you all and pray that we come. You know, don't even uh, don't even say the word God after what you've done to us. I think the uh, the words of Andrew Breitbart ring more true now than ever. All the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist, you're going to call us yeah. potential Timothy McVeigh's, mm. f*** you. Yeah. War. It's, uh, it's time to put all the Democrat stuff out on the street. Uh, throw it out the uh, second floor window because we're uh, we're breaking up. We're done. We're done. Bye bye. Uh, there's no coming back. You you've used us and abused us. You've ruined the country. You've ruined the economy. You look at the um, the majority of Americans say they're being forced to search for extra work as inflation increases the cost of uh, living. Sixty nine percent of Americans say they're actively looking for extra hours at work to pay the bills. And this on the heels of uh, a massive performance by Sir Elton John at the White House. Tone deaf performance by Elton John. Then a, a week or two ago, James Taylor goes to the White House. They do a big celebration for the Inflation Reduction Act. On the same day, it shows that inflation 40-year high. Yeah, there's no there's no making up anymore. We've, we've moved on. Come get your stuff. Get the hell out. Because you're done. You're done. And we're done with you. We're done with the, uh, the oligarchs like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. We're done with those, the squad, uh, with those who would defund the police. We are done with those who would tear down statues because a guy was killed in Minneapolis. We are done with those who want to erase our history. We are done with those who kneel during the national anthem instead of standing it, despite the fact that brothers in arms of all colors have died for this country for the last 150-plus years. We're done. We're breaking up. November 8th. Come and get your bleep because you're moving out. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Do you know why we know Joe Biden and the Democrats caused a 40-year high inflation? When factories that make these ships shut down, ships shut down. Because we're not stupid. It's the Rob Carson Show. I felt we're at war. A hundred percent. 
this is war, however you want to describe it. It's a war in your it's a war in your common sense. Jim Brewer. It's a war on the control of your life. It's the war on your spirituality. It's the war of your conscience and your mind. And it's not a game. It's real. And unfortunately, humanity doesn't believe that evil exists. And boy, does it exist. Oh, yeah. It does. And you'd be horrified when you realize where they're all located. Uh, D.C. And I'm not sure some people can handle that. But I think the ones that can are very ready. Very ready. They're done. We're done. Did you hear what he said there? We're done. It's time for the, uh, the adults to take charge. That's going to happen. It's happening right now. We have to be vigilant. Let's go to Vin in Santa Cruz, the home of glorious KSCO, one of our uh, affiliates. Uh, Vin, welcome to the show. What's going on? All right, let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz. Buster, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up? Thank you, sir. Thank you for taking my call. You know, the parallel between what's happening now yep. and Nazi Germany, uh, Germany prior to World War II is blowing me away, Rob. I, know. I mean, here's where I'm coming from. It looks like these radical Democrats are a lot like the brown shirts. Mm-hmm. And I'm really getting worried out here, Rob. I think they're going to start rounding up uh, Trump supporters, or are they already doing that? Well, they certainly uh, tried to do that with Mark Hoke, the uh, the pro-life uh, protester in Pennsylvania. They did that with Donald Trump. They did that with other Trump supporters. They did that with Peter Navarro. They've done that with Roger Stone. Uh, they're going to try, but see, there's 70 million of us, and that uh, we own about a half a billion firearms. So there's that, Buster. Oh, I sure hope it doesn't come down to it. Well, me too. Yeah, you know, we're going to have to do something, Rob. This is really getting scary. Well, we're going to do it. It's already done. The American people have already broken up with the Democrat Party, and, and the hell is coming on November the 8th. They are, as I said, and you recall this, Buster, I said things were going to get really weird. The Democrats were going to try all sorts of stuff because they don't care. They would rather have the country. Joe Biden and Barack Obama would rather have the country go down in flames. I'm not kidding. Taken over by somebody else, perhaps China. Done. USA off the face of the earth. They'd rather do that than see Republicans back in power. I wish I were kidding, but everything they're doing right now would say just like that. Look at the economy. Look at crime. Look at the border. Look at all of the things they've ushered in that are destroying the country, Buster, and try to convince me otherwise. No, it's amazing. The parallel reminds me so much. I hate to say it. Reminds me of Hitler and his gang. Well, let's see. We had uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, inauguration. Uh, there was the evening of the inauguration. There were burning dumpsters pushed through store windows and windows smashed in businesses in uh, in Washington, D.C. The same thing happened the uh, summer of 2020. Oh, they call that like a night of broken glass. Oh, wait, that's called Kristallnacht. And then and then there was an election. And uh, suddenly on November the 9th, uh, the, the then head of the AG uh, or, or uh, the, uh, the DOJ uh, 
Bill Barr said that November the 9th, there would be no investigation by the DOJ of election fraud. It will be. And so, and even, by the way, we couldn't say anything about it on social media. And the mainstream media declared it was over. And if you said that you thought the election was stolen or there was election chicanery, then uh, then you were a denier. Okay? Then you were, uh, you believed in the big lie and all that stuff. And so when a million Trump supporters went to Washington, D.C. to peacefully assemble and get infiltrated by 14 left leaning groups and the FBI uh, and then were allowed to go into the Capitol and the Capitol was able to reopen and they painted it as the worst uh, attack on the U.S. since 9-11 and then it turned out it wasn't. It almost sounds a little bit like the the Reichstag, which is what Hitler did uh, to the parliament to uh, convince the people of Germany that the the opposition party were the ones who did it. It's kind of weird, the parallels. Wouldn't you say there, Buster? Yeah, no, it's amazing, Rob. And, you know, I know a bit about World War II because my, both my folks were over there in Europe. Uh, my yep. mother basically had nothing to eat. They starved in France when the Nazis came in. All right, Buster, listen, and, I got I to gotta run. I got to run, brother. I appreciate it. We are up against the time. A hard break. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show right ahead on this Wednesday, already the 28th of uh, September. What the what? Yeah. Kind of weird. And then there's October. That's my birthday month. Just wanted to tell you. Amazon's always good. You know, I like uh, gourmet foods and stuff. But anyway, anyway, uh, uh, October is uh, right ahead. And then, of course, November, which uh, will be a key hauling of the Democrat Party. If you believe the polls like uh, ABC poll that shows Republicans up 21 points on Dems in battleground districts. There's that. And then there's the 77 percent of voters say they're not voting for candidates who support Democrat policies, preventing police from effectively dealing with violent crime. Yeah, there are those two things. But other than that, I mean, sure, vote Democrat. Uh, because Amy Klobuchar said that you should because the Inflation Reduction Act is going to make the storm not as bad in Florida, I guess. So anyway, there's that. Uh, hey, let's talk about the economy before we talk about the, uh, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Nord Stream 2 pipeline. I'm going to lay out the, uh, the uh, evidence, the things that have happened. You decide. I'm not going to try to convince you, well, you know, whatever, because I haven't really made up my mind. But I'm kind of leaning towards, uh, you know, a very corrupt government that has abused its people for a couple years now and has already sabotaged one pipeline to make a country energy dependent. And it might do it again. I, th- 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 maybe. I, I don't know. I know that George uh, or, uh, Joe Biden's been pretty gassy since his son was uh, working on that uh, Burisma gas company in Ukraine. And there's that, too. So, hey, we'll get all that stuff, you know, whatever. Majority of Americans say they are uh, being forced to search for extra work as inflation continues. Nancy Pelosi doesn't. She's got a $25,000 freezer filled with $12 a pint ice cream. 69% of Americans, this is 70%, this is uh, th- two out of three, more, more than that, three, you know, almost three out of four, say they're actively looking for extra work hours. 68% say they're reevaluating their current work situation. My wife just quit her second job at Ace Hardware. We'll miss the discount, but she said she might come back uh, next spring. 
70% of Americans uh, say inflation has impacted, uh, impacted how they view their job. 50%, 57% say they sought new or additional roles in the last year as the cost of living has ballooned since 2021 under Biden administration. It's a real, uh, I'll just say, bitch. If you uh, if you have a, a job and, and you've got this amount of money you're going to make and, and you don't, aren't even at the end of the year, you don't even know if you're going to get a, a raise next year and you're just barely getting by and uh, everything at the grocery store has gone up between 13 and 50 percent, in some cases 100 percent. And gas went up 100 percent. So, you know, maybe, yeah, it's kind of hurting people. I don't know. I don't think they know about that in Washington, D.C., though. I don't think they know. 85% of Americans said skyrocketing prices are affecting their spending and buying habits. That's 85%. That's almost 9 out of 10, which would only leave like the 10% who are really down with the Biden's leftist class of 1968 Marxist utopian dream. Walmart is going to hire this uh, this winter. Yeah. Uh, last year, they hired 150,000 people. This year, they're hiring 40,000 people. Wow, that's interesting. Mortgage rates are now over 7%, highest level in 21 years. Uh, uh-huh. Luxury homes uh, sales have sunk by 28%. Oh, the Kardashians can't get rid of that 42-bedroom, uh, 58-bath uh, uh, number. And, and if the uh, Obamas decided to sell one of their mega mansions on the seashore, where they're convinced that you know, climate change is going to cause the seeds to raise and all that, they, they probably wouldn't be able to get rid of one of those uh, $15 million estates that they have. That's how bad things are. Oh, and it looks like uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is preparing to depart the White House after the midterms. You know why? Because uh, they're going to fire her. Because she's a, uh, an academic with no real-life experience who has absolutely screwed up everything. She knows nothing. Nothing. Let's go to Paul in, uh, in Baltimore, which has, you know, become such a wonderful place to live with Democrats in charge. Paul, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, good afternoon, Rob. I really I appreciate you putting me on the air. I just put my vest back on. You know, I'm, I'm going down in the city. So you never know what's liable to happen today. But (laughs) I got God. Uh, Let's go back to a a little topic you brought up about being done. I'm not done. Neither are you and neither are the other millions of Americans are fed up with these lawyers running this country. And I'm telling you now, I don't discriminate. I tell it the way it is because I follow the money trail. And look what these people have done to all of us. We bleed red, and money is green, and climate control is green, and it's money. Money in their pockets, taking it from us, and I'm fed up. Paul, you know, we're, we're done We're done with this nonsense agenda, but we are not done. Because yes, when sir. we take over, yes, we just start uh, indicting yes, people, arresting people, jailing people, freeing the January 6th uh, protesters, jailing those who would abuse them, jailing those who overpunish them. And it starts there, Paul. That, that's what is their, that's their fear, and that's their phobia. And they're going to take it to their grave. And we already see what's going on. They got the mail-in ballot boxes over there already loaded up, got their cameras on them. It's all set up. It's all set up, and they're going to pull this again. No. And we got to take to the streets. 
Yeah, we we uh, we need to become uh, citizen journalists. We need to take yes, pictures. Sir. We need to become go live. I'm saying, if you have the capacity, go live on Facebook. They'll shut you down. Go live on Getter. If you're seeing somebody stop ballot box, go live. Say, hey, we're here recording live in Baltimore. This is a ballot box. We got somebody here. What's your name? You're, you're stuffing a bunch of ballots here. What's your name? Can I get a copy of your? Where? Who sent you? Whose ballots are those? Do it. Don't don't put yourself in Jane. Don't put yourself in danger. But it's time. We ain't going to have this one taken away. Ain't going to happen. And people, there's going to be hell to pay. It is coming. Hell to pay. You bet. You bet. You bet. You betcha. Yeah, we're, I mean, honestly, we're just done. We're done with the abuses and usurpations. Abuses and usurpations. The other night I had a, a, a conversation with my wife, and, and we differ uh, politically, and we were talking about, uh, she, she said, what about climate change? You can't argue with climate change. I said, yeah, I can. And I presented, I said, if climate change and the melting of the global ice caps and the raising of sea levels because of it are all happening, why do the world's elites who are behind climate change still choose to build their mansions on seashores? No answer. No answer. Why do people who say that uh, you have to drive a crappy electric car and you have to turn down, you know, turn up your thermostat in the summer and turn it down in the winter, and yet they fly everywhere in private jets and have massive mansions? Hell, the, the biggest socialist in America, Bernie Sanders, has four houses and rents an extra one. And then you got this jackweed in, uh, in Pennsylvania running for Senate. And who the hell's voting for this guy? I mean, honestly, John Fetterman, look at him. Listen to him talk. What's wrong with you? The only way that John Fetterman can win is if they cheat or if um, Ahmed Oz is outspent. Well, it's, it's happening. Why, th- that man doesn't deserve to be in office. He can't even talk. And then there's his policies. His policies. You know, he's got eight houses. He has eight properties. Never had a damn job in his life, really, until he became, what, the, uh, the uh, uh, AG? Yeah, never had a job. So uh, it's all BS. Why, why would Anthony Fauci tell you that you need to wear a mask everywhere you go or you're going to die and uh, then go throw the first pitch at a Nationals game two years ago with empty stands sitting right next to his friends to take a mask off? Why is that? Why would uh, Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom shut down the, 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 the entire state of California, all the restaurants, all the hairdressers? Nancy Pelosi, who has a comorbidity of being 80-plus years old, she goes and gets her hair, hair done. It makes, it makes a salon open for her, doesn't wear a mask. And Gavin Newsom goes to the French Laundry, one of the most expensive restaurants in America, with 24 of his closest friends in the height of the pandemic. You know why? Because you're being played. You're being played. Uh, let me see. Who do we got here? We have uh, Patty in uh, Street, Maryland. Hello there, Patty, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Well, hello, and thank you for taking my call. I oh, agree yeah. with everything you just said and uh, the election. Uh, <laughs> we are done with this uh, crazy yeah. administration sitting in Washington. I don't think anyone in D.C. under Biden's administration has an ounce of common sense. Uh, One of the reasons why I did call, I did hear on one, I think it might have been Fox, that uh, Biden's going to file a lawsuit on any state that requests 
voter ID. Well, let me let me give you a little information on that. When I took my daughter to get her learner's permit in Bel Air, Maryland, at the voter, I mean the um, Motor uh, Vehicle Administration, mm-hmm. sitting there waiting for her to get her photo learner's permit. Mm-hmm. There were Mexicans in front of us sitting at the table with this young lady employed by them. And I'm sitting there listening, and she says to him, I'm going to register you, and I'm registering you Democrats. What? Well, I almost went berserk, and my daughter saying, Mom, 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 don't, don't, don't. Well, when I got up there, I asked her, I said, what the Sam are you asking them or telling them? You're going to register them to vote. They're not citizens. She said, it's my job. They tell me I have to. I said, then I'm sorry. I'd have to tell them to put this job where the sun don't shine. If I go in and vote and see any illegals in there, I'm going to stand. I'm going to watch to make sure that they have proper identification, that they are entitled. That was our God-given right when we turned 18. Patty, now you said you, you saw uh, people who uh, clearly uh, appeared to be illegal who had come across the border. They could have been from Mexico. They could have been whatever. But you're saying they automatically re- registered them to vote okay. Democrat. Where, where was this, by the way? Where, which, which area? Which county? Bel Air, Maryland, Harford County, at the Motor okay. Vehicle Administration. All right. I mean, this is what they're doing. You know, the Democrats are putting out there, you know, branding the Republican. You know, they're doing this, they're doing that. But every single thing that comes out of the Democrat mouth is what they've done and what they intend on doing to this country. Well, amen. We said that yesterday. Patty, God bless you. Thanks for the call. Uh, and please call back. And if you see this, if you see what Patty did, get your phone out and videotape it. And then say, ma'am, you just said to register to vote Democrat to that person. Is that person a legal citizen? I cannot comment on that. Did you just tell them to vote Democrat and register them as Democrat? Would you please uh, restate that? Give me the, Get that on camera. Do it. Let's take a break. Uh, Vin, you're going to be up next. Barbara in Baltimore, always great. Hold on. This is the Rob Carson Show. Haters and anthem kneelers. I think it's misguided to protest the anthem and the flag. Yeah, we're done with you. It's the Rob Carson Show. Naomi Wolf's going to join us next hour, by the way. I was uh, mistaken because I have the attention span of a fruit fly. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, I think we need a palate cleanser, like a little sorbet between the courses, if you will. That's the latest from Jim Gossett, comedian. For one of my favorite movies. Oh, and I live in Kansas, by the way. I'm afraid that poor Joe Biden, his faculties are sliding. Yes, it's a sad refrain. (laughs) On the edge, watch him teeter. He would be a better leader if he only had a brain. He has one. It's just broken. Real bad. Non-existent handy shaking. And all the gaffes Joe's making, his supporters can't explain. When he speaks, it's a gamble. I bet he wouldn't ramble if he only had a brain. If he had a brain, he'd be dangerous. Oh, I can't tell you why Joe somehow got elected. They stole it. Just hope. November 8th. Not afraid to say it. He and his kind 
will be rejected. <laughs> Joe Biden, he's so dense. Yeah. He doesn't have the sense to come in from the rain. Da -da 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 -da. He's worse than Jimmy Carter, oh. but I bet he'd be much smarter if he only had a brain. <laughs> right already, exit stage, stage left. left. Yeah, stage left. <laughs> that is Jim Gossett. Uh, two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com. By the way, I do live in the Kansas side of Kansas City. Here's what Eric Adams said yesterday as his city burns down yesterday. He's such an arrogant, uh, there's a word I can't say on the radio, yesterday talking about uh, New York City has a brand, and, and Kansas doesn't have a brand. We have a brand. Yeah. New York has a brand. And when people see it, it means something. You know, when we go there, it's not. A, Kansas doesn't have a brand. <laughs> you know? And look, he's got these sycophants around there laughing at the people of Kansas, which, uh, by the way, feeds his sorry butt. <laughs> you have some bread today there, sir? You are a vegan, after all. You grow a lot of wheat in Kansas. When you go there, okay, you're from Kansas. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> wow. But New York has a brand. Yeah, and the brand means uh, that, uh, well, let me just put it this way. I live in Johnson County, Kansas. Will I live in Johnson County, Kansas the rest of my life? No, I won't, because I like to be near mountains, and I like to be near uh, the ocean. So, you know, nothing against Kansas. It's just that's not where I'm going to live. But uh, in Johnson County, Kansas, the last two years, how many smash and grab robberies have there been? None. How many people have been shoved in front of a train by a, a drug-addled uh, criminal, lifelong criminal, who's homeless? Um, absolutely none. <laughs> it's kind of weird that way. So you know what? Keep your brand. Let's go to uh, Vin in Santa Cruz. Hello there, Vin, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Hi. Uh, I heard, thank you, Rob. I heard Biden quoted saying, and we've got to make sure that we never have an election stolen again. Yes. What he meant to say was, and we've got to make sure that we never have an election stolen. <laughs> so the inflection suggests, yes. so he knows the last election was stolen. Oh, Vin, I mean, they've known from day one. Dear Lord. I mean, you know, they've known. And listen, I, I'm just not going to be shut down, you know. And, and when I found out this morning that uh, Bill Barr literally instructed the DOJ to not investigate election fraud on November the 9th of 2020. That really sealed it for me. And you Thanks. know what else I noticed? What, buddy? They say that the uh, right-wing groups are the biggest threat to America. Yeah. What they really mean is the salt of the earth, blue, true blue, red-blooded Americans are the yeah. right-wing, and they're the only thing that can stop a takeover of America. We must brand them as the devil. Mm -hmm. You got it, buddy. Exactly. Let's go to Barbara. Hello there, Barbara. How you doing in Baltimore today? Well, I tell you, I'm finally recovering. I don't know what that jab did to me, but it seems like if I'm ever around any kid that sniffles once, my immune system has been shot. With wow. those, I should have never taken those shots. Mm. But anyway, I'm finally, and I and I still feel a little nasally, but I just had to call because you have had, you've just been so exciting, and I'm excited about you. the fact that Dan Cox had, was at the forum. I didn't know about it. <clears throat> It was held at Morgan State University, and, I mean, he went right to the belly of the beast, and that punk, Wes Moore, would not show up. 
Now, yeah. for those of you who don't know, the, this is a national show. This is the uh, uh, Dan Cox been on this show. He is the gubernatorial candidate in the state of Maryland. The left and uh, and a lot of Republicans have written off Dan Cox already, but Dan is not giving up. You're not giving up. And 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 by the way, Westmore is completely avoiding debates because he is intellectually and morally bankrupt. Go ahead, Barbara. Yes, he is. And one of the callers on, uh, because I heard about, he was also interviewed this morning on another uh, station. Yeah. But the thing, what is happening here, information about Westmore and his association with that Robin Hood uh, organization that uh, take, took in a lot of money along the lines of Black Lives Matter seems like um. to, me to be something that's going on there. Yeah. And questions are coming up about that. And uh, that I didn't even know about. So he got paid a lot of money. This guy is not going to show up. Dan Cox has got a great chance at winning this thing. And I encourage any of the people, you know, here we're talking to the, to the choir, I know. But Republicans need to get it together. Stop All right, Barbara, I got to run. I got to run. We're about to get some hard break. Even the people of Maryland. You have to realize the abuses and usurpations you have suffered, particularly you guys living in Baltimore County, in Montgomery County, in uh, in Baltimore City, in D.C. proper. The Democrats have screwed up that state. Do something about it, because Westmore is just going to wreck it. And if you're down with that, you can stay there and suffer with it, or you can turn that great state around that I lived in for a dozen years. Those who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, I was talking earlier about the uh, kind of the theme of this. Uh, the show is we're done. And uh, patriotic Americans are done. With the uh, the nonsense, all of the nonsense that's happening on in the uh, in the world, uh, in the country, as far as uh, CRT in schools, I know it came out of nowhere, right? My son went to school; he's 22, he just graduated from college, and I remember uh, in in Maryland, he came home and he's like, uh, uh, "Dad, uh, uh, am I privileged?" It's like, well, uh, uh, no more than the rest of your school that's only 10% white. And it's kind of started there, and I went, oh, what the hell? Because, see, I'm a Generation Xer, and, and I, I didn't ever, we, you know, I grew up, I mean, we had left that, you know, racist stuff behind the, uh, you know, uh, Ohuro had, had kissed uh, Captain Kirk. We didn't think it was a big deal. We thought, hell, Ohura, I'd kiss her too. You know, that kind of thing. That, that was all gone and everything. So it was a little bit surprising when I was told suddenly that I'm responsible for slavery and, uh, you know, I hate black people, I guess. And, and black people should be mad at me because I'm privileged, even though I grew up on a farm and I was poor. And, and the product of a rape coming up for adoption. Eh, you know, worked in fields since the age of 10. Other than that, uh, privileged, I mean totally, totally privileged. This is a little soundbite I got from a guy. Uh, he was on a, uh, an urban radio station, and he's a white guy. And he was being asked about uh, Generation X and racism. And, and how do we all of a sudden become totally racist as a country? Gen X, how did you stay out of the generational hate war? We didn't stay out of it. It was just never an issue with us. Anybody born between like 75 and 89. Nah, 65 and 89. You automatically started going to school with multicultures. Yeah. So it was never an issue for us. No. White, black, and brown, we was holding it down since day one. Yep. We never looked at people with this color and stuff like yep. that. If we didn't like somebody, it's probably because they were just a also, social media destroyed y'all's lives. All you yeah. younger folks, it just destroyed y'all's lives. Yeah, that's that. They just promote hate and racism every yeah, single day. Sure. And it's starting to divide everybody. See, we didn't have technology like that. When I was in middle school and high school, we had pagers and just 
So, I mean, you wasn't texting racist on that. Yeah, we had the news and stuff, but we didn't watch the news. We was kids. We was outside. Oh, yeah, riding the bike and stuff we was, without a helmet or sunscreen. Also not raised to be pushed and offended by everything. Somebody oh, yeah, exactly. like you. Your mom be like, quit being a bitch and go find somebody else to kick it with. And we did. <laughs> it was the greatest era ever. Like, we never knew so much about racism until now. That's right. That's right. We were the last uh, analog generation, as it were. We were the last analog uh, generation. And, uh, and all of this is just crap foisted upon us by the class of 1968. It's all just a, just a giant flaming pile of crap. And then, and listen to this, just speaking of being done. Over the weekend, a church in Texas became a lightning rod for protesters and counter-protesters alike when it invited members of all ages to a drag event, uh, 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 trans and exploring minors. So uh, for children, a trans event. Saturday, the First Christian Church of Katy, Texas, an affiliate of the Disciples of Christ denomination, held a bingo event featuring drag queens that was billed as fun for the whole family, and it was to raise uh, funds for the church's transparent closet, a research a resource where trans and exploring kids, youth, and young adults can find cross-dress clothing, shoes, and accessories such as makeup. This is at a church. Yeah, this is at a church. And uh, people showed up on, on both sides. You know who showed up to support the kids uh, you know, changing their identities? Antifa did. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Antifa showed up to support that side of the equation. And then there were the other parents who just said, we're done with this crap. Just kind of done with it. I want to move into uh, this Ukrainian, uh, well, it's not Ukrainian. It's the uh, Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Uh, Ukraine is calling the pipeline breaches a terrorist attack. I believe Ukraine is fighting a war with Russia now. Perpetrated by Moscow to permanently compromise Europe's fuel supply and perhaps to nullify gigantic lawsuits from Russia's gas customers by creating a legal status of force majeure. That's what they're saying. Royal Danish uh, Defense College researcher Anders uh, Puck Nielsen, be careful, uh, found the timing of the explosions conspicuous given the opening of the rival Poland-Norway pipeline the same day. No one in the West was interested in having any kind of instability in the energy market, he noted. Other theories point to uh, radical environmentalists who couldn't do it because you needed to have some sort of uh, expertise as far as uh, military uh, hardware to do it, really, you did. Then you've got this. Uh, Joe Biden in February said that he would bring an end to the Nord Stream 2 pipeline if Russia invaded Ukraine. There's that. I'll get to that in a second. The Swedish uh, National Seismic Network uh, strongly suggested powerful underwater explosions occurred in the vicinity of the gas leaks on Monday. One of the explosions was large enough to be detected by 30 different Swedish monitoring stations. Now, it's kind of weird because Russia didn't need to blow up its own pipeline because they already shut it down. They already turned it off. All they have to do is turn off the spigot. It's like maybe somebody else did it. Somebody who really has it in for fossil fuels. Somebody who might have already shut down the pipeline. And that person was Joe Biden. He shut down the Nord Stream pipeline. Could have been done by now. Would have been bringing 800 million barrels of, or eight, 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 uh, wait, hold on, 800,000 barrels of, of crude across the border into the United States every single day if we'd have went ahead and done it. But uh, Joe Biden made us energy dependent by shutting down that pipeline and, and all sorts of other uh, environmental BS. 
The Kremlin has said that it can't rule out sabotage as the cause of a significant damage to the Nord Stream pipeline. The uh, Nord, AG, Nord Stream AG consortium called the multiple leaks in both of its Baltic Sea pipelines unprecedented. And uh, said on Tuesday, it was not yet possible to estimate the timing of the restoration of the gas transport infrastructure. It's coming next year. Russia had already stopped sending gas to Germany in retaliation for sanctions. So why would Russia blow up its own pipeline? I mean, uh, most of Russia's uh, economy is based on it. Doesn't make any sense. Then there's Polish Prime Minister Matuz Morawiecki. And he even says, this is... Uh, this looks like it is a, a, an act of sabotage, and here it is in his own words. Today, we are also dealing with an act of sabotage. We do not know the details of what happened yet, but we can clearly see that it is an act of sabotage, an act that probably marks the next stage in the escalation of the situation we are dealing with in Ukraine. Uh-huh. I'm just I'm just kind of laying the pieces out here. You can put them together the way you want to. But Hunter Biden was on the Burisma board. Uh, Ukrainian gas company he had no experience at all. He made a million dollars a year for a couple of years. And it's very verboten to talk about that, I guess. But he and the, the Biden family made a bleat ton of money in Ukraine with that company. That's a natural gas company. Okay, so there's that. Uh, there's us pumping 68 million now. Oh, oh they want to do a continuing uh, resolution that includes 12 billion dollars more for Ukraine, even though we don't know what the hell the money's going for. In one of the most corrupt countries ever, where the world's despots, the world's oligarchs, go to launder their money, and we're sending them, <laughs> we're, we're sending them overall more than Russia's defense budget. We're sending it to Ukraine. Kind of funny. And here, here's your president uh, last February talking about the Nord Stream pipeline and how he was going to end that mother scratcher. He said that if Russia invades Ukraine, the Nord Stream goes bye-bye. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer... North Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. Huh. That's kind of weird. He, he doesn't have the executive uh, uh, ability to do it like he did to the, uh, to the uh, Keystone XL, so I guess he'd have to do something else. But, do, but how, will you, how will you do that exactly since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Huh. It kind of leaves it open to a lot of stuff, doesn't it? Then uh, Tori Newland, she's the Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs under the Biden administration. And he, she said this last February, too, about the old uh, Nord Stream 2 that Joe Biden wanted to get rid of and promised he would if Russia invaded Ukraine. With regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies, and I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Okay, and, uh, and then there's this. 
Uh, you see, Joe Biden declared a war on fossil fuel while he was running for president. Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking, in a Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill. Weird. I guarantee it's weird. We're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping pipeline infrastructure? No more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. I've argued against any more oil drilling or gas drilling on federal lands. No one's going to build a coal-fired plant again. And we're going to get rid of the ones we have now. And that's how uh, uh, Germany's going to suffer this year. Because they closed down their coal-fired plants. They're reopening a couple. They got a couple nuclear plants they're keeping open because they screwed themselves. Um, one of three explosions measuring 2.3 on the Richter scale. But there was no earthquake. It was an explosion like a gigantic undersea mine, according to Reuters. Reuters says that the damage to the pipelines will take months to repair and repairs are unlikely to begin until next summer. Even if Russia decided to turn the power back on, the conduit for Russian gas to Europe is broken. And Russia didn't need to blow up its pipeline. They could just turn it off. So uh, Nord Stream is dead. Who did it? I'm reading from a terrific article from the Gateway Pundit, by the way. So uh, means eliminates most suspects, right? Only a government with an advanced naval warfare capability could have executed the sabotage. That limits the uh, suspects to Germany, Great Britain, France, the United States, Russia, China. Chinese or French naval activities in the area would have raised flags. Geography would seem to preclude the United States, except for the U.S. Navy operates in every ocean in the world with advanced warfighting capabilities. So the list of suspects with the means to destroy Nord Stream is down to U.K., U.S., Russia, and Germany. Germany has no motive to damage its own energy pipeline. Additionally, the new government in the U.K. has its hand full with forming a new government. It's unlikely the Brits would attempt such a caper. Russia seems to have a motive, inflict long-term pain on Europe for sending lethal arms to Ukraine, but Russia didn't need to blow up the pipeline. Russia controls the valves that send or halt uh, the flow of gas to Europe. And, uh, by the way, Russia's already shut off the spigot. Why would Russia cut off its own nose? The U.S. became the number one exporter of liquefied natural gas to Europe once Russia cut off the flow. The loss of Nord Stream pipeline eliminates the path to renewed gas imports to Germany. Second, the Biden administration has been tangled up in a natural gas in, in, in Ukraine for years. Hunter Biden was on the board of Ukraine's largest natural gas company, by the way, a position that provided Ukrainian oligarchs with access to the uh, Biden family. Made millions from the deal. Ukraine got and bought and paid for President of the United States. And then, of course, the uh, Democrat Biden needs to stanch the popularity bleeding that threatens to kill Democrat control of Congress come November. So only the United States has a compelling reason to destroy Europe's energy lifeline from Russia. Only the United States has both the means and the motive. Including the President of the United States saying he was going to get rid of it. He said it in February. He's going to end it. Well, how are you going to do that? We're just going to get rid of it. You, you, do you see what I'm saying? Is it a stretch to say, hey, maybe? I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Sea Power Magazine, the official magazine of the Navy, uh, reported, uh, Navy leak, reported in June on the U.S. exercise of the Baltic Sea directly over the spots where two massive undersea explosions took place. Sea Power story highlights new technology allowing the Navy to dedicate targets from miles away. This provides additional standoff flexibility to the U.S. Navy in conducting safe mine hunting operations. In other words, the Navy had the opportunity to plant explosives, I don't know, maybe there in June, for remote de detonation at the time of the president's choosing. 
And the world's largest amphibious ship, the USS Kearsage, was recently in the area. Also in June, the op- as Operation Bolt Tops 2, Bolt Tops 2 was underway, the CIA allegedly wanted Germany, uh, warned Germany that sabotage to the pipelines was imminent. This is true. This is reported in Der Spiegel. CIA warns German government against attack on Baltic Sea pipelines. It happened. Kind of weird. I'm going to take a break. If you want to call a break, uh, if you want to call 800-922-6680, this is the Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's the Rob Carson Show. There will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Norse team, too. We, we will bring an end to it. But, do, but how, will you, how will you do that exactly since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control? We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. It's kind of funny that the uh, Nord Stream 2 blow, blew up in three different places. Yeah, and, and it's leaking gas, and Russia has no uh, compelling interest to, to end the pipeline because they could just turn it off. Uh-huh. Then on uh, September the 27th, which just yesterday, Der Spiegel, CIA warns German government against attack on Baltic Sea pipelines. Only the United States had all three elements of, uh, you know, uh, of a crime, possibly. Means, motive, and opportunity. But possessing all three elements of a crime does not make one guilty. In addition to means, motive, and opportunity, the guilty party must also have the moral degeneracy to perpetrate the crime. Well, let's see. Uh, CRT in schools, uh, transgender, uh, uh, nonsense sexualization of children, opening the southern border, allowing fentanyl to come across and kill 107,000 people. 107,000 people uh, died of ODs. Only 70% were fentanyl. And, you know, just these little things that make you kind of go, huh, I guess anything's possible, right? You also got the FBI storming of a pro-life minister's home, robbing safe deposit box after lying to a judge to obtain a warrant, raiding the home of a current president's primary opponent in the next election, or threatening pro-life pregnancy counselors in Minnesota. These are the kind of things that people who don't have a moral compass do. And when you combine them with Joe Biden saying, saying that he was going to get rid of the Nord Stream pipeline... Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. Okay. okay. But, do, but how will you how will you do that? Yeah, you can't turn it off. Exactly. Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. Yeah. Kind of weird. And then there's uh, Victoria Newland again uh, back in February. With regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies. And I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. One way or another. Uh, and Joe Biden shut down the Keystone XL pipeline the first day it was in office. Made us become energy dependent again. 
You put together the pieces, guys. I mean, uh, I wouldn't put uh, this past anybody in this government. And if, in fact, it is found to be uh, a United States operation, then somebody who has uh, no brain and is nearly 80 years old and is the worst president ever needs to be brought up on charges. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. Oh, we ain't gonna take it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show hour number three of the rob carson show and there is uh, plenty on the plate today dr Naomi wolf is going to join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about uh a number of things actually um the latest on uh, the covid debacle the cdc walking back uh guidance for uh for uh uh post-vaccine heart problems with kids uh uh, all sorts of stuff on the uh, plate for Naomi Wolf, the bottom of the hour. She's been one of those people that everybody's called crazy for being right about COVID for so long. And, and now that it's all coming true, I can't call her crazy anymore. So we're going we're gonna to talk to her at the bottom of the hour. Oh, by the way, and then we got Hurricane Ian. And, and I do mean this with all sincerity. Uh, Godspeed. God bless the people of Florida in the path of that storm. We hope that you've gotten out of there. And uh, I will stand by as the, uh, the hub of the Midwestern response. Actually, I'll be the voice of the hub of the Midwestern response. To, uh, to, and and we'll, we'll, we'll you know, do what we have to do. The country will do what it has to do. We won't rely on the government to do it. We'll, we'll get her done. Although with Ron DeSantis in charge, I have a feeling uh, he's not going to drop the ball like uh, the idiot mayor of, uh, what, was it? what was it, in New Orleans, Katrina? The idiot mayor who said, you know, we want to we evacuate people here, but uh, all the buses are in school buses. We want luxury coaches. And then, uh, consequently, nobody got uh, evacuated, and the school buses were flooded and ruined. And then there were all those HUD trailers that went to hell. They had black mold and everything. And they screwed up everything. Screwed up everything. They blamed it on George W. Bush, but it wasn't his fault. So, uh, Godspeed. Oh, and then uh, Joe Biden says the most important thing you need to remember, and honestly, before, you know, getting to higher ground or getting out of the path of the storm that's coming with 150-mile-an-hour winds and a storm surge of 20 feet, uh, make sure that you have had your COVID vaccine. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, yeah. like Florida or the Gulf Coast or yeah. into Texas, sure. a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now everything is- yeah i'm thinking buying plywood would be one of those things maybe getting a generator maybe just getting the hell out would be the most important thing you can more complicated do if you're not vaccinated in a hurricane or natural you know you know what you know what uh, the vaccine is right now it is that bread maker you got for a gift or your wedding and you keep trying to get it somebody else Remember that from the movie Old School with Will Ferrell? He got a bread uh, maker for his wedding present, and he spent the rest of the movie trying to get rid of it. That's what Joe Biden is with a vaccine, because nobody wants a damn thing. One percent of the American population has gotten the latest uh, booster, I guess, and so they got 130 million doses of it for the fall, and nobody wants it. You know why? Because it's crap. It's like a bread machine. Uh, you know, nothing against you bread machine users. Uh, I think there are probably a couple of you still out there who've had the bread machine since about 1996. But uh, the rest of us have kind of moved on from the bread machine. We've moved on to the air fryer. 
I am not getting rid of my air fryer. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, and this is Amy Klobuchar. Uh, she we says, understand hold that. On, hold on, hold on. Stop it, Amy. Hey, here's Amy Klobuchar. She's a senator. She says that uh, the Inflation Reduction Act is going to make the storm a whole lot less. And, and because of the Inflation Reduction Act, you need to vote for Democrats. That's why we've got to win this midterm. We just did something about climate change for the first time in decades. That's why we've got to win this as that hurricane bears down on Florida. we got to win in the midterms. What the I Honestly, I, I still don't have an answer. I, I played that two hours ago. I'm still going, what the, really? Did you, what? what? <sighs> My God, are you you're this desperate? I told you, Democrats and the class of 1968, they're like movie vampires. They die in a really big and ugly way. And I'm talking about the end of their, uh, their uh, you know, moist dream of the class of 1968, this Marxist utopia, this, this uh, new world order and all this crap. Uh, they, they are like movie vampires. They're, they're dying and their, their agenda is dying and they're scratching and they are, they are clawing uh, at anything to drag it into the pits of hell with us. With them, I should say. Not with us. We ain't going to hell. As many as 22 lawmakers have called upon Attorney General Merrick Garland, who, by the way, also worked with the Biden uh, administration and the Department of Education to uh, go after parents who disagree with CRT and call them domestic terrorists. Uh, Merrick Garland has also said that white supremacy is the biggest threat to America. Merrick Garland has also, and, and Chris Ray has also pulled the FBI from important cases involving uh, child molestation, child pornography, and trafficking to go after people who post stuff on social media that appear to be conservative. Don't believe me? Read the freaking news stories. Anyway, they're asking him to provide an explanation as to why the FBI sent 25 to 30 fully armed agents to arrest Catholic pro-life activist Mark Houck and his, as his screaming children watched in horror. Tuesday, an open letter spearheaded by uh, Ch- uh, Representative Chip Roy of Texas said the FBI should have an extraordinary reason for arresting Houck the way they did. You see, Houck uh, turned himself in because apparently uh, the, even after the, the courts in uh, Philadelphia said that, uh, in Pennsylvania, said that he didn't commit any uh, act of violence that was worth trying. He, he shoved a, uh, this guy who was a, an old uh, radical pro-choicer, uh, and what, the, what Mark Halkett used to do, he was part of this group called Kingsmen, and they'd go pray in front of this clinic, and if somebody was escorting someone in to get an abortion, they would uh, try to talk to them, and this guy was doing a, a C-block for women trying to go to the clinic, and this old man got into uh, Mark and his 12-year-old son's face, called Mark uh, an F-word for homosexual, among other things, and Mark gave the man a shove. And uh, the police there and the, and the court system around there said, hey, there's nothing to see here. But the, uh, the FBI got word, and they decided to use this Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances, the FACE Act, which is supposed to uh, give women access to reproductive health care. But if I'm not mistaken, crisis pregnancy centers do the same thing. Reproductive health care, but they choose instead of killing the baby to maybe show people the option of uh, what's possible if the baby's born. And yet a hundred violent acts have been committed against uh, these wonderful organizations that are crisis pregnancy centers that save lives, both the moms and the babies. And the FBI is blowing them off altogether. All right. 
So uh, Hauk, uh, the family, told the Catholic news agency that the, the escort needed little more than a Band-Aid, sustained no serious injury. Spokesman also said that the Hauk family is seeking to obtain the video evidence of the incident because they know nothing big happened. Both Philadelphia police and the district attorney declined to file charges against Hauk. And though the escort filed a private criminal complaint at Philadelphia Municipal Court, the case was allegedly that was dismissed in July. Hauk agreed to turn himself over three months ago. Rather than accepting Mark Hauk's offer to volunteer, uh, appear voluntarily, the Biden uh, Justice Department decided to make an unnecessary show of potentially deadly force, kind of like they did with Peter Navarro and Roger Stone and Donald Trump. Yeah. The FACE Act makes it a federal crime to intimidate, injure, or interfere with anyone attempting to provide abortion access. U.S. Attorney General uh, uh, Jacqueline Romero, assault is always very serious, and under the FACE Act, uh, if the victim is targeted because of their associated with a reproductive health care clinic, is a federal crime. Well, the guy got in his face, got in his son's face, and it gave him a shove, and no court in their right mind would charge this man with anything, and they didn't. But Merrick Garland has decided to bring hell to this man and his family, and he faces 11 years in prison and fines up to $350,000 if found guilty. And Merrick Garland needs to be uh, hauled out of office, arrested, tried, and sent to prison the rest of his natural life. I just threw that in there. Oh, and then there's this. You see, it's legal to whistleblow. In fact, it's recommended uh, and encouraged to whistleblow because it uncovers malfeasance and criminality and corruption. But... When people started to whistleblow on the FBI with regard to the Mar-a-Lago raid and the BS surrounding that, Merrick Garland sent out a memo said, uh, you, it's, you're not allowed to talk to anybody in Congress. Yeah. And now we know that a, a whistleblower re, uh, representing a lawyer, uh, representing a, a, a whistleblower, um, said that uh, uh, you know, he was very concerned about the treatment of January 6th suspects and that the Justice Department was over-punishing those people who went to the Capitol on January the 6th. And it looks like the FBI is using security clearances to muzzle critics, including this guy, including this guy. This, this guy, by the way, his, uh, his name, his last name is Friend, Stephen Friend, special agent. He stepped forward and he says, man, I don't know why you're going into SWAT teams to go after people who are just uh, on Capitol Hill other than to overpunish. But last week, uh, they suspended his clearing, uh, security clearance pending review, leaving him and uh, you know, any other agent who does this in limbo and unable to do his job. Apparently, it's a common topic, uh, a tactic with the FBI. They're using it more and more because they know that there's less oversight, less scrutiny of a security clearance decision because of the nature of it. It's harder to do oversight and have any kind of independent scrutiny. So rather than just suspending the person on a claim that they didn't do their job or they engaged in some misconduct, they they simply suspend their clearance, which means they can't do the work they normally would do, and then uh, they take them off the payroll, take their badge and gun, sideline them, and then hope that uh, they can just sort of grind them into compliance or get them to quit rather than continue to fight because they don't have any money. That's how they do it. I've known managers like that. They just make life hell until you finally quit because they don't want to pay your benefits and your retirement and all that. I've seen it. It happens in broadcasting all the time. (laughs) Trust me. I know this. I know this. 
In a whistleblower complaint reviewed by Just the News, John Solomon's site, a friend acknowledged he was a supervisor. Uh, he told a supervisor he was going to refuse to participate in any January 6th cases because of concerns about violations of some de- defendants' uh, constitutional rights. He said, I, I over- expressed my concerns about violating citizens' Sixth Amendment rights due to overzealous charging by the DOJ. And uh, they revoked his uh, security clearance, and they want, him to, they want him to quit. That's, that's it. And now, by the way, uh, the, the, his wife <coughs> has been suspended from Facebook after sending a private message. That's weird. She just sent her husband a, a private message, and, the, and her account was suspended on Facebook. And we had heard that the FBI was monitoring, and, and, and Facebook was sending anti-government, pro-Trump, pro-January the 6th messages between people. They were flagging them and sending them to the FBI. And then we just find out the United States Postal Service took it upon itself to scour social media and monitor posts regarding uh, protests held by those who alleged uh, allegedly conservative or anti-Biden views, according to the Washington Times. This is all of the stuff we're up against. These are, they're using words of war. These are their tactics in their war against us. And we're still going to kick their butts. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. Dr. Naomi Wolf joins us at the bottom of the hour. Hey, I, hey, did you hear this? Now listen carefully because I got an update on uh, Philadelphia. It's, it's just become a complete cesspool. Uh, honestly, wow. Uh, the Wawa store there getting uh, knocked over by a bunch of Utes. Uh, and it's happening all over the country. We'll get to that here. But uh, Gavin Newsom is the governor of, uh, of California. He's so dreamy. He's just so dreamy. They tried to uh, recall him, you see. They had enough signatures, and then uh, an election happened, and a Democrat won. Weird, 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 weird. Anyway, so uh, he's got a 10-year plan to end homelessness in California. Here it is. Listen carefully. We believe, fundamentally, that food solves hunger, that shelters solve sleep. Wow. Food causes or, 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 solves hunger. That's crazy smart. And that housing solves homelessness. Gotcha. And if we're going to solve the problem... Uh, of those that are out on the streets that we define as homeless, we better solve the housing problem if we're going to have an impact. And that's why we established this framework, what we call a 10-year plan to end chronic homeless in San Francisco. Well, Godspeed with that one. (laughs) Good luck. I mean, hold on a second. That video was from when? Oh. That video was from 2008. Uh, that was 13 years ago. That was a plan that he uh, he had had planned, I guess, when he was uh, mayor of San Francisco. And um, apparently, uh, uh, wow, this, this is a little. I'm a little startled here. I, I thought that his 10-year plan. He just announced it. It would work great. But the plan that he unveiled 13 years ago ended up being a, an abject failure. You want to have a fight? In Sherman Oaks, California. Weird. If you're going to play when I say you got to die, you really got to die. What does that happen? You got to die. 
the homelessness crisis. Ah, you gotta get your half-naked ass out of my restaurant right now. As business owners closing up shops and employees fearing for their safety. Doesn't sound like they solved homelessness. But they come in, you know, tweaking out and things of that nature. So you know, you never know what you're gonna get here on patrol. They've dealt with fires caused by the unhoused. Aggression. Sometimes it takes a little longer than 10 years for those changes to kick in. No, it was a failure. On a daily basis. I found another woman's head in the fighter. I fear for my staff. I fear for my guests. I don't know from one way, one day to another what's going to happen. Like this man who openly defecates on Ventura Boulevard. And on this day, tosses a bag of his bodily waste onto business owner Paul Scrivano's SUV. There you go. Every single day. Every Lovely. single morning, I'm wiping that off my property. Before if this doesn't convince you to move to California, I don't know what will. I have to do business. Sir, why are you throwing feces at people? Who? You threw feces at this gentleman. This guy has to understand. I'm half paralyzed. I'm blind. I have no card for nine years. We offer to help the man with service. I know a couple blind people. They never crafted a bag and threw at somebody. This is for the homeless, but... Sir, do you need help? The city is offering help. Every day is like another adventure of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, there you go. That's uh, so much for that. I guess we can rely on Gavin Newsom then, right? And you should vote for him when he runs for president because that's what he wants to do because he's done such a good job in California. Democrat Mayor uh, Jim Kenney signed an executive order banning carrying of guns even by concealed uh, uh, permit holders. In city parks and recreation centers. Uh, yeah. And this makes a lot of sense because, um, no, it doesn't actually. It doesn't make any sense at all. If I lived in Philadelphia, I'd, I'd bring my concealed carry with me anyway. Because uh, wouldn't you rather be uh, alive? Just saying. Um, the uh, order bans guns and other deadly weapons at rec centers, athletic courts, fields, playgrounds, pools. Uh, it's going to be challenged in courts. It should be, by the way. It's, it's facing uh, swift legal challenges due to Philadelphia's preemptive statute, which bars cities and local municipalities from enacting any gun controls more strict than those that exist on the state level. Uh, the preemptive statute says no county, municipality, or township may in any manner regulate the lawful ownership, possession, transfer, or transportation of firearms, ammunition, or ammunition com- uh, components. I wouldn't live in New York City. I wouldn't live in Philadelphia. I wouldn't live in San Francisco. I would not live in L.A. I would not live in uh, in St. Louis. I would not live in any Democrat hellhole unless I could carry a concealed firearm with me. Then there's this. Kids as young as 10 joined a mob of 100 looters who stormed a Philadelphia Wawa in a chaotic raid as robberies in the city uh, go up 40%. 40 percent here's a little bit of uh, audio from these kids going out in the middle of the night to uh ransack a wawa they got together on uh, on social media to do this by the way yeah this has been happening by the way uh, quite a bit quite a bit smash and grab robberies and this sort of stuff and um you, you really can't say you know, what everybody says when they see these events, and that is maybe there's something cultural going on here, and maybe we need to do something to prevent another generation from going down this uh, this crime, this uh, gang membership, this uh, getting murdered by your 18th birthday in inner cities. 
that I've been talking about for 30 years, and I've seen two generations go the way of, uh, you know, the dark side of uh, the force, if you will. I'll have more on this as the show progresses. Dr. Naomi Wolf coming up after the break. Do not go anywhere. This is The Rob Carson Show. to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's the Rob Carson Show. I've been into fashion since I can remember. But one day, I had a stomach ache so bad, I didn't want to do anything. The team at New York Presbyterian said it was actually my heart. It was severely swollen. Something called myocarditis. But doctors gave me medicines and used machines to control my heartbeat. They saved me. So now I can become the next great fashion designer. Yeah, you know, I mean, a mitocarditis ad for children on uh, television, that's completely normal, right? Naomi Wolf joins us on the uh, Newsmax hotline. She is, of course, a, an author. She uh, wrote The Bodies of Others, among other things. And uh, she is a uh, uh, an expert on a lot of things like um, the COVID response of the United States. Naomi, hello and welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good, Mr. Carson. How are you doing? I'm glorious. You know why? Because every day I come in and I'm a joyful warrior because I think Americans are realizing the absurdity of, uh, of the Biden administration, the federal government, uh, and they're, they're kind of done with it, I think, right. in, many, in many senses. Uh, the latest is this ad that I saw. It was striking. It has this beautiful little girl who is talking about mitocarditis in a commercial. Yeah. What do you have to What do you have to say about that, Naomi? Because I've never seen that before. No, nor would you have, because before 2020, um, children's hearts did not fail them or get swollen and inflamed um, in a you know near death like condition called myocarditis. It was unbelievably rare, uh, and yet after the injections, uh, the mRNA injections were rolled out. This became much more common, and now with this ad, as you see from New York Presbyterian, it's being normalized. Um, and this is really criminal. Uh, and I guess the piece I would add to that is that, um, you know, as you know, because we've talked about it, I have 3,500 experts uh, working on this project to read through the Pfizer documents. And one of them, Dr. Chris Flowers, discovered in May of this year that Pfizer and the FDA knew in May of 2021 that the mRNA injections damaged the heart of 35 teenagers, myocarditis, within a week after being injected, and they concealed the information, gave the emergency use authorization to teenagers anyway, and didn't tell parents about this risk and downplayed it um, four months later. So these are, these are a bunch of criminals, and I, you know, I know kids, I know teens, young adults, I know of teens and young adults who are, who have sustained life-altering injuries to their to their hearts as a result of these injections. Now, uh, Naomi Wolf, and again, your phone is kind of uh, wonky here, but I, I think we're all right. Um, let's talk a little bit about what big social media, the mainstream media, the Democrat Party, uh, many on the Republican side of the political equation did to shut down any sort of discussion about anything with regard to COVID guidance. Everything from uh, saying that ivermectin uh, and hydroxychloroquine, which, by the way, effectively wiped out COVID, 
COVID in Uttar Pradesh, the largest province in India. Uh, you couldn't talk about that as a prophylaxis or a treatment. Uh, you you couldn't talk about saying you didn't want a vaccine. You couldn't use an uh, uh, you couldn't use a religious exemption to get out of the vaccine, crushing the First Amendment. Uh, and, and think, let's talk about your journey uh, and the journey of others who just wanted to get the truth out, but were told because it disagreed with the government's line that it was disinformation or misinformation. Uh, tell me about the uh, how this has evolved the last couple of years, because I think we're at a turning point and we're realizing it was all bullcrap. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's certainly you know been hard work on the part of a, a handful of brave people over the last two years trying to get us to this point. But um, yeah, I agree with you that there's an awakening. Um, you, there's so much, right? I mean, every single... <laughs> Every single voice or piece of information that could challenge the narrative that we all had to lock ourselves in our homes, which had never happened before except in North Korea and the Warsaw Ghetto, um, never in relationship to an illness that is airborne, um, that we all had to crush our economies, uh, destroy our businesses, keep our kids home from school. Um, anyone who challenged that was smeared, like the Great Barrington Declaration signatories. As you point out, anyone who pointed out that they could save people with therapeutics, like Dr. Peter McCullough, were hounded and harassed and lawfare was waged against them. And I experienced this personally because I warned on Twitter in June of 2021 that women online were reporting serious menstrual symptoms subsequent to receiving mRNA injections. And I was violently deplatformed, and there was a global (laughs) smear campaign, but I've recently found out via two separate lawsuits, one of them by Attorney General of Missouri and Louisiana, that the White House and the CDC were colluding with Twitter and Facebook to target accurate tweets like mine, and that my actual tweet and my name was in documents that they were discussing. It's absolutely terrifying. It is terrifying to know that uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube, um, Twitter, uh, I got I got taken down <laughs> off of YouTube a year and a half ago because I put a video by Robert Kennedy Jr. They took down my YouTube page for that. Uh, yeah. it, is, it, is, it is remarkable. And then you also see that they worked, they became the hounds of hell for Joe Biden. They did. Facebook did. They worked with the FBI to shut down discussion of Hunter Biden's laptop. They did. They called it misinformation and Disinformation. They did the same thing in 2016 with uh, with Russia collusion. They literally worked with Hillary Clinton. They hired a Russian operative to uh, to come up with this dossier. I mean, if Naomi Wolf. I mean, I never, I never knew that it could get as bad as I've discovered, and we're just scratching the surface. Well, you're right, uh, Mr. Carson. I mean, first of all, you're right that there's this kind of terrifying um, monolith. Now, and I address this and trace it in the bodies of others, made up of big tech, which pro- is invested in the vaccines and invested in the vaccine passports. And as one of my chapters points out, all the big, major big tech companies are up 20 to 23 percent net revenue as a result of crushing <laughs> our economy, our in-real-life economy, crushing small businesses, driving people to be locked in their homes, you know, killing education, that benefited them. They want to remake our world so that that's our world, right? A digital uh, paywall uh, across all human experience. But in addition, you know, there is this monolith. It's, uh, I'm sorry to say, the Democratic Party, um, you know, big tech, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, and a handful of other bad nonprofits, the WHO, 
the World Economic Forum, but it's not partisan all over the world, right? This is a global script, and it's conservatives in Britain, it's conservatives yeah. in Australia, it's liberals in Canada, it doesn't matter. It's a WF script. And that all of these people have conspired to drag us in, in a single direction. And the outcome is a world in which, um, you know, we don't have bodily autonomy. They can threaten restrictions anytime they want, as they're doing right now in Canada, if people don't take booster after booster or whatever the next thing is going to be, you know, give up their, you know, organs, give up their children. Like, there's no limit to it once it begins, right? It is. Um, it's remarkable. Yeah. And, and it, the world in which dissent is suppressed, as you say. You know, Naomi Wolf, I um, I uh, started to really follow you when uh, well, I read some of the work you were doing, and then I saw the reaction. And you've been called everything. You've been called crazy. You've been called conspiracy theorists. They'll put a, a picture of you online where you at a surprise birthday party, the craziest look on your face, and, and say that you clearly have lost your mind. This sounds like... Uh, USSR kind of stuff, like like send you to a re-education camp kind of stuff. Do you see a lot of parallels here to some uh, regimes of the past who have gone for absolute control over people? Yeah, I must say I'm not aware of the um, surprise party picture. I'm just, I just I just made that up, but I've seen so they never put you in a flattering light when they criticize you. Um, well, I'm sure that's true, and you know, <laughs> may that be the worst thing that happens to me. We're in an existential crisis in which yes. people have to choose if they're going to collude with a, a murderous regime, which is, you know, killing people and endangering babies around the world. And I can tell you more about that. You know, there's evidence we found in abundance in the Pfizer documents and other journalists um, uncovering uh, harms um, from the mRNA vaccines, which my original reporting shows were made in collusion with China, with the Chinese Communist Party. Um, you know, this is exactly what totalitarian regimes do. And I was well prepared for recognizing the time we're in from having written a book called The End of America in 2008, which looked at exactly what um, tyrants do when they want to close an open civil society. And we're seeing yeah. all of these 10 steps that I identified I know you did. right now. And we're at step 10. We're at the 10th the step, which is a martial law or the suspension of the rule of law. We're under emergency law. Biden keeps declaring emergency law. Uh, Governor Hochul, and in, in the state where I'm living, declares emergency law every month. And what that means is they can do literally anything to us. Uh, yes. It's an extremely dangerous situation. It is, but uh, are you buoyed by uh, Georgia Maloney's victory in Italy? Well, I'm, you know, I have to be nonpartisan as CEO oh, okay. of Daily Clout. Um, but I, I do think, you know, whenever the will of the people is expressed, that's yes. a good thing. And I also have a, a long chapter in my book which I think is very important for people to know about, about why the nation state is so vital, why you can't have um, democracy without borders. You know, and I'm, I'm yeah. the daughter of immigrants, right? I believe yeah. in legal immigration, but you can't have, you know, this globalist dream of no borders and no citizens and just massive populations drifting in and out of nations. That disempowers citizens, and it's a great recipe for crushing democracies worldwide. You need strong nation states. And there's a war against the nation state, just like there's a war against the family, a war against the West. I identify yeah. all of these in the bodies of others. So, yeah, whenever there's a populist movement that's, you know, good nationalism, I guess I would call it, um, I think that's healthy. Yeah. Uh, clearly, the, the, the globalists, you know, want to kill us off. And you know, the... 
The end of America is what put you on my radar, and I remember um, uh, reading that and, and the uh, the ten steps. And and yeah, like uh, like clockwork, you get it. Uh, do you see possibly a way that we are? turning this around that we are people because the vibe that i'm getting from a lot of people is that we're done what are your thoughts well act like you're done i mean i'm sorry yes i'm kind of i'm kind of i'm tired of people (laughs) uh recognizing something is terribly wrong but not um putting themselves on the line to, to stand up for what's right so i just encourage everyone who's listening um you know act like it act like you're done Right. You know, don't go along with this tyranny anymore. Don't keep your children in schools where they're being masked or coerced into a vaccination or indoctrinated. If you don't believe in that, don't vote for candidates who are going to, you know, suppress economies or restrict your liberties. Uh, And most of all, speak up to your friends and neighbors and coworkers, even if it means you're going to get, you know, backlash or ostracized. I mean, people like me put everything on the line to tell the truth and when you say oh you know you've been attacked yeah i've been attacked i've been attacked for a year and a half i lost my livelihood but it turns out that i was abundantly correct and now cnn and the washington post and the washington examiner are all a year and a half later uh reporting stories that confirm what i warned women about a year and a half ago that goes right to the issue of can women have babies it goes to the issue of a 20 percent drop in the birth rate so you know, wow. it's just really a time to, like, to, to, to stand in a moral position with your higher power or God or whatever you believe in. And, um, you know, I guess so I would say I'm glad people are telling you they're done, but a lot of people quietly know that they should be done with it and are not behaving accordingly. Well, it, I... It shows that resistance is necessary. Oh, I, I feel that we're there. I really do. I think they're going to give November 8th a try. Uh, uh, and and I think that I think that we're going to win overwhelmingly there. But I'm going to tell you, people are done. They're not going to go along anymore with this. Uh, you've got these wonderful books, The End of America, The Bodies of Others is another. Just real quick, give me 60 seconds on this. Uh, the women and their menstrual cycles and the, the, uh, the vaccine's effect on, um, on, uh, on fertility and on children. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to fit it into 60 I seconds, know. but right, we found in the Pfizer documents a 360-degree attack on human reproduction. So everything from um, exposure to the vaccine is in male ejaculate. Men were told not to have intercourse with, uh, with childbearing age women without using condoms and another effective contraception or to abstain because Pfizer defined exposure vaccine as, as intercourse, especially at con- conception. We found that the lipid nanoparticles traverse the placenta, harming the fetal wow. environment. We found that the lipid nanoparticles accumulate in the ovaries, and every time you get a booster, if you're a woman, you're packing more of these industrial fats and polyethylene glycol into, into your ovaries, which could explain some of the menstrual dysregulation certainly explains some of the fertility issues women are having. Um, we found uh, uh, polyethylene glycol in breast milk. Four of the women in the five documents were lactating. Their breast milk turned blue-green. And I just did a report presentation on Bannon yesterday and today about a new uh, story uh, showing that 648 babies were injured by nursing from vaccinated mothers. And hey, Naomi Wolf, can, you hold, can we do another segment? Can you hold on? Well, of course.
I don't want to cut you off. Let's take a break. You are listening to the Rob Carson Show. More with Naomi Wolf in a sec. SS Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show. Dr. Naomi Wolf on the uh, Newsmax Hotline. I'm looking through your 10 steps uh, toward fascism, including invoke a terrifying internal and external enemy, MAGA. MAGA Republicans, I guess. Uh, uh, external, probably, what, uh, global climate change, uh, COVID, create a gulag. We have that, a jail in Washington, D.C. Uh, let's see here. Set up internal surveillance system, harass citizens groups. Uh, this is all, this is all, tar- this is all spot on. This article literally is 15 years old, Dr. Naomi Wolf, and uh, they are following the exact steps. Go ahead. Yeah, they are. I mean, I would just caution that this map is not partisan. I wrote it during the Bush yes. era. And just, you know, I, I hope you get everything you want on November 8th, but citizens are going to still have to be very vigilant and very organized because the same bad actors who bought, up, bought off my former party, the Democrats, are very perfectly able to buy off yours. Yeah, yeah. Now, you had, uh, we were finishing a thought real quick. We've only got a couple minutes with regard to women fertility and babies. I think you left off where babies had been injured by breast milk from vaccinated mothers. Correct. It's so horrific. God in heaven. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable that the Journal of American Medical Association yesterday had a letter finally acknowledging that there's mRNA in breast milk and warning that women should wait two days after being vaccinated before nursing um, their babies. But this is just a crime, even though they're acknowledging it four and a half months after we broke the story about breast milk being contaminated by mRNA uh, injections. Um, it's not two days. Uh, the babies who died in the VRS database were 14 days after the moms got injected. And some of the babies who had seizures got sick were five months old. So these are horrific harms they're still covering up. There were hundreds of narcoleptic events, neurological events, seizures, organ damage, brain damage to babies from nursing. I mean, the bottom line, as I said on War Room yesterday, is that you can kill your baby by nursing your baby if you are vaccinated. It's that simple. And they're hiding it. But I could go on and on. I know. Chromosomal malformations in babies, fetal malformations. Uh, There are 20 different names in the Pfizer documents for damage to menstrual cycles, like 20 different ways your wow. menstrual cycle can be ruined by these injections that Pfizer, Pfizer knew about. Um, there are creepy experiments on the sex organs of male and female rats because they knew that they were tampering with reproduction. Um, and wow. not to you know get beyond the family level of information, um, Amy Kelly, our project director, her last three reports and videos have been about harm from the mRNA injections and lipid nanoparticles to little boys and teenagers' testes, harms to the epididymis, to the Leydig and Sertoli cells that generate testosterone. So basically, harm to what yeah. turns into men. We, we- We've got, to, we've got to run. We are uh, at the end of the show. Uh, definitely uh, check out The End of America, uh, The Bodies of Others as well, Dr. Naomi Wolf. Where, real quick, uh, where can people find you on social media? Thank you. DailyCloud.io is where the reports are. We're having a webinar right. tonight at 7 Eastern time on Daily Cloud to answer questions. All right. That I'll, put that, I'll put that on social media, but we've got to run. God bless you. Godspeed. Thanks for everything. We'll talk again soon. By the way, check out dailyclout.io for Naomi Wolf. Have a glorious day, guys. God bless you. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you then.
Mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.